you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, M.G. Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio and the specialist, Cast of dozens that was put on this show each and every day, each and every week. And here we are. We have made it to the penultimate week of the fantasy season. I'm not counting week 18 because you guys are all psychos if you're still playing. And I don't really want to acknowledge you. So this is, this is it. This is the week before the week. Uh, are you still alive? How many leagues are you still alive in at this point? I have four teams still alive. Two of them are super flexes where Jalen Hurts was uh, my yeah. first pick. And... In each of them, my opponent had more fab than me, so they have Garner Minshew now, yeah. not me. So there's a good chance there's probably two teams left at best after this week. Right now, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm playing in some consolation brackets, but we won't discuss those. But I, I do have a team that had a bye last week. 
Uh, and but now I got some injuries in certain places. It's gonna be rough. I'm hoping Damian Harris can play. Like that's where that's where I am <laughs> right now. I'm needing him yeah. to play to kind of help me out this week. Yeah, we're in the nitty gritty part of the season for sure. It is absolutely rough. But we are here to help you. So for that point, we're gonna do our heroes and villains. We have our game previews for Week 16, some sleepers, and because it is the holiday season, we will play a little bit of Santa or Krampus. Plus. We have a Festivus poll, apparently, in the building, and we're going to air some grievances a little bit later on in the show, so get ready for that. But we are going to start, as we always do, with our fantasy headlines, and you mentioned Jalen Hurts. Well, he told reporters Tuesday that there's definitely a chance, apparently he's Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber, so you're saying there's a chance, uh, that he plays Saturday against the Cowboys. Hurts is dealing with a sprained shoulder. He suffered that against the Bears last Sunday. Head coach Nick Sirianni also told the media on Tuesday that Hertz is a quick healer and he wouldn't rule him out. That's kind of what they said about uh, Jamar Chase, and then he missed like a month. Yeah. Clearly, you're starting Hertz if he plays. Uh, if he misses the game, do you pivot to Gardner Minshew, or there's some other quarterbacks maybe you like better? Daniel Jones is the only option that might be out there that I think I like more than Gardner Minshew. Uh, Jones has a great matchup against the Vikings. Minshew, though, like. I think he gets overhyped from a fan's perspective, but he was reliable. Like in his last year as the Jaguar starter, he was a, the QB 13 that year, uh, averaging close to 18 fantasy points per game. And now he, I think I would argue he's in a better system with better pieces around him. It is a tough matchup, though. If you miss out on those guys like I did, uh, Brock Purdy maybe is out there, Sam Darnold, and I even hate to say it. In one of those Superflex leagues, I picked up Zach Wilson. I was, that, was, I was, that was the question I was just about to ask you because last week, Zach Wilson put up a decent number. He had, what, 19, 20 points, I believe, last week. He's got the Jaguars. Now, mind you, it's Thursday night, but there's a part of me that thinks maybe he could back this up. Maybe he could do something good this week. The hard part is it's Thursday night that yeah. he plays, so, like... You kind of, if you have Jalen Hurts, you kind of got him. Like, at least in mine, it's a two QB league, and my other quarterback is Dimes. So I could be like, all right, I'll start Wilson. And if Hurts <laughs> plays, I don't mind sitting Daniel Jones. But like, in a one QB league, that's the negative about Zach Wilson. Like, you kind of have to call your shot early. You've got to decide right now, pretty much, if you're going to be starting Zach Wilson this week. More news out of Philadelphia. The Eagles have activated tight end Dallas Goddard from injured reserve, and there's a good chance he plays this weekend against the Cowboys. Goddard hasn't played since week 10 because of his own shoulder injury. We know how hard it is to find quality tight ends. If Goddard is active, is he a must-start? Probably. Uh, I would like him more with Jalen Hurts, of course, but... It depends on your option. Like, if you picked up, say, like a David Njoku in his absence, I'm okay playing Njoku and, and taking a wait-and-see approach with Dallas Goddard, but there's not many tight ends that I would take that approach with. That's the thing, is that the ceiling, again, is, is a lot higher for Goddard than it is for most tight ends. I think if, if I have him and he's active, I think I'm playing him. I, it, you got to be hard-pressed to come up with a name that, that I would start over Dallas Goddard that's not, you know, obviously one of the big-time the big yeah. guys sort of thing there. Uh, last piece of news, the Colts have announced that Nick Foles will get the start on Monday night against the Chargers. Indy also placed Jonathan Taylor on injured reserve earlier this week. Of course, Foles best remembered for coming off the bench and leading the Eagles to a win in Super Bowl 52 because he can catch a football and Tom Brady can't. Are you starting any Colts this week if Nick Foles, well, because Nick Foles is under center? Uh, unfortunately, I, I have to in a couple. Like, in one league, I, I could get away from Michael Pittman Jr., but in my league of record, where I have Jalen Hurts, it's a super flex, I also have Jonathan Taylor, and I also have Michael Pittman Jr., and 
I have Deion Jackson as my handcuff to Taylor it, with no hurts. I'm not going to play. My, I got Colt McSorley. Uh, uh, I almost just put <laughs> in there. I got McSorley, though, in that league. And I'm not. I'm going to play Deion Jackson over him. I'm going to still play Michael Pittman Jr. I'm not going to like it, though. I think if you can get away from your Colts this week, I would. And I feel bad for Matt Ryan because, yeah. look, I'm not going to say Matt Ryan's been playing well, but this is the second time this year he's been the fall guy for a terrible head coach. Uh, and Jeff Saturday, I mean – Jim Ursay, let's even talk to. What decisions is Jeff Saturday making that other coaches are too afraid to make? Kicking five field goals and blowing the biggest lead ever? Yeah, that it's not all on Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan has been uh, an easy scapegoat this year. But we have Nick Foles. I think you can start Pittman. That's about the only guy that I would start with any level of yeah. confidence. And that's it. But uh, I'm very curious to see what the Colts do this offseason. Just, I'm just gonna leave it there. Leave it there. Six, six straight year with a new quarterback seems pretty secure. Ooh, that seems awful, man. Uh, let's 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 spin it to something a little <laughs> bit more positive. Let's play some heroes and villains right here. We'll go with the fantasy hero of the week. Who is the guy that will carry some teams to championship weekend? Um, I'm gonna go with Darius Slayton Ooh. here. Who I, I know many of you might not want to get Darius Slayton in your lineup, but it's a really good opportunity for him against a Vikings defense that has not only allowed the third most fantasy points to receivers, they've allowed the most yards to receivers who line up out wide, which is where he runs all of his routes from, and the third most on both passes of 10 plus or 20 plus air yards. He's also the Giants' best downfield threat. So I expect them to take some shots. Uh, I expect them also to have to probably throw in this game because the Vikings' offense has been playing really well, especially at home. So if they're chasing points, it only means more volume. And I know the last two weeks haven't been great for him, but prior to that, he was a very reliable fantasy option. He's a really great third wide receiver for a lot of fantasy teams. I admit the ceiling isn't really high, but the floor for the most part has been fairly stable for Darius Slayton, so I do think he's had a good opportunity against the Vikings. Uh, I, like Dan I like Daniel Dimes as well. We, we may get into that a little bit later. For me, Latavius Murray is my hero of the week, and this isn't just chasing the points from what he did last week, although he did have a really nice week with over 100 yards and a touchdown, but this is the fact that this week – you got Latavius Murray going against a Rams defense that has been really soft on the ground. We saw on Monday night both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon having really nice games, dealing with a couple of touchdowns there. Aaron Jones able to get some things done. He also got in the end zone as well. So I think for Latavius Murray, this is an opportunity to continue to command that Broncos backfield, get a whole lot of opportunities running the football against the defense that uh, will give up some yards and some touchdowns on the ground. Those are our heroes. Who is your fantasy villain of the week? Deontay Foreman, yeah. who there's probably a lot of teams that lost last week that have Deontay Foreman in their starting lineup. But if you somehow advance with him giving you less than a fantasy point, like he had 10 carries and turned it into 0.9 fantasy yeah. points. Uh, but now he gets the Lions, who at one point this season was viewed as a favorable matchup. And I think there's still a lot of people out there that view them as such since week nine. They've allowed 6.4 fantasy points per game to starting running backs and have held all running backs to 3.2 yards per carry. And it's not like they've had a, a very favorable uh, schedule in that span. They faced Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, David Montgomery. The best running back performance against them was Devin Singletary. Yeah. Like, it, it's weird. They're, they're playing absolutely lights out against the run right now. Get very far away from Foreman, who at one point, Looks like he would be leading people to fantasy championships. He really did. Now he's got this bad matchup, and Chuba Hubbard's getting more opportunity mm -hmm. as well. There's a lot of things to not like about Foreman. 
I'm feeling similarly about the commanders running backs, whether it's Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson. I don't want either one of them in my lineup this week against the 49ers if I can help it. San Francisco has been incredibly locked down on running backs this year. I believe it was you told me that they've given up fewer than 800 rushing yards to the position yeah. this year. Uh, and it's that's number one by a pretty good margin so far. So I don't like the opportunity. And if the Niners can score, not that they score a ton of points, but they can score enough, I think that sort of takes Robinson out of play. Even Gibson, though, I don't really love his opportunity this week against San Francisco. So I would stay away from either one of those guys, if at all possible. Time now to take a look at our TNF game preview. It is the Jaguars and the Jets that kicks off Thursday night at 15 Eastern on Prime Video and streaming on NFL Plus. Trevor Lawrence has been lights out the last few weeks. Are you confident starting him? Any hesitation about starting him against this Jets defense? Nope. I, I have him as a start this week in the stardom sit him. And my logic is like, I understand the Jets defense has been very good. The Cowboys defense has actually allowed fewer fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season, even after what Lawrence did to them last week. So, like, he just went out and balled out in a really tough matchup. I don't see why I would – unless, of course, you have another stud quarterback. But, like, quarterback is getting thinner and thinner. And I don't think enough people realize he's a top-seven quarterback, not just yep. in the last few weeks, but on this season. Like, Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. He's looking like the generational talent. I think you just start him. I think you start him, too. I mean, I, I think what I've seen of him the last few weeks suggests this isn't a fluke. This is a guy who's getting comfortable in the offense. He's starting to understand things. They are moving him around, uh, and, and he's throwing, as they say, off-platform and a little bit off-schedule sometimes, but he's still making good throws. And uh, there's a reason we've seen Zay Jones blowing up and Christian Kirk having big games. Part of it is that the quarterback starting to figure some things out. couple of... Very productive fantasy wide receivers in this game. Garrett Wilson and Zay Jones. Which one of them scores more points? I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson, who I have as a start this week. He almost went with 100 yards last week with Zach Wilson. So at least he's still being productive there. Wilson, for as up and down and as nightmarish as he could look at times, threw a good deep ball last week uh, and got a lot of production on it. And, and may, I imagine the Jets are going to continue to scheme that up. The, the Jaguars have allowed a bunch of production in the passing game to receivers. I, I just And Zay Jones gets a really tough matchup. My biggest decision this week, Marcus, is what to do with Zay Jones, and I keep going back and forth. That's going to be a tough one. I'm going to say Wilson in this one too, partially because the Jaguars have more options in their passing game, more places to go. So if Zay Jones uh, isn't getting it done, they can get it to Christian Kirk, they can get it to Travis Etienne or Evan Ingram. Whereas for the Jets – Garrett Wilson is sort of the prime, he's the prime objective in this offense. Sure, you can maybe get it to Elijah Moore or maybe Tyler Conklin, but none of those guys, I think, give you the same upside as what the Jaguars have in terms of their pass catcher depth. So I like Garrett Wilson a whole lot more. Speaking of Travis Etienne, um, decent weekend last weekend, but before that, it had kind of been a struggle for him. How confident are you starting him against the Jets? I'm looking for other options here. Uh, potentially, be what worries me a lot is that they don't really include him in the passing game a whole lot. So if he does struggle on the ground, the floor is very low. Uh, I have him as a sit and start sit. But what I say is, like, I'm not sitting him just for anyone. I'm not telling you grab someone off the waiver wire. But, like, there's certainly scenarios out there where you could have two running backs on your roster that you just feel a little bit more comfortable about. Or maybe one, like, you had a Jarek McKinnon or someone on your bench. Like, that's a situation where I would sit ETN. It basically comes down to your options like it always does at this point in the season. But if you have another running back that you feel pretty good about, 
I'm fine sitting ETN. I'm scared of the matchup, but I'm not so scared that I would get away from him. And it's sort of what you said. I mean, unless I have another really phenomenal option, I'm probably starting ETN just because he still does have the pass catching upside, even if they haven't necessarily exploited it a lot this year. So I think that sort of keeps him in play. But the matchup is not one that I really am super excited about. But I'm sort of just believing in the Jaguars offense as a whole. And that's leading me to, to stick with ETN in this situation. Check out this tasty nugget cooked up by our trusty research team about Drake London. He has a 29.1% target share this season. Only three other wide receivers have a higher target share. Those three guys are Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Justin Jefferson. Not bad company to be in. Now, last week, uh, London had 70 receiving yards in Desmond Ritter's debut. Of course, Ritter only threw for 97 yards, so not, not really comforting. Do you trust starting Drake London as a flex this week against the Baltimore Ravens? Nope. Uh, (laughs) And it has nothing to do with Drake London. It has everything to do with this offense. We know that they want to run the ball. They don't want to really throw much. 26 pass attempts last week for Desmond Ritter and 97 yards. He is the second quarterback in this millennium to have at least 25 pass attempts in their first game and not throw for 100 yards. The other, Brett Hundley. Oof. So, yeah, I don't want a receiver in that group or whatever. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm, I'm with you, although I'm not starting Drake London. I just can't do it this week. Uh, I, I don't care what the matchup is. Just the fact that the offense is not throwing the ball effectively, that's enough for me. I guess the bigger question is, assuming Desmond Ritter is the quarterback in week one of next season, does that impact how we feel about Drake London and Kyle Pitts? Potentially, yes. Um, I do think that there's still a lot more um, room for growth for Desmond Ritter. I I don't want to judge him off of just his one start. I I thought he looked very good in preseason. I I was excited for him coming out of college. I don't know if he's a a long-term like elite quarterback option, but I think he can be better than what Marcus Mariota was this year. That's that's probably fair. Mariota getting benched. We talk about Matt Ryan getting benched twice this year. Marcus Mariota has been benched twice by the same coach now. I presume his time with Arthur Smith is done, and it's probably the Desmond Ritter show in 2023. There are 11 games coming up on Christmas Eve. That is when the bulk of Week 16 will be played. There will be a handful of games on Sunday as well. But let's start with the Falcons and the Ravens. We just talked about Drake London and, and what his outlook is going to be. Uh, anybody else that you have a good outlook for this week? Yeah, I think J.K. Dobbins should be started where you have him. Uh, and, like, he's a running back that I'm okay starting over Travis Etienne if, if that's a decision that you're trying to make this week. But the reason I like J.K. Dobbins, since he's returned, he's rushed for at least 120 yards in both games. Uh, he's been averaging over 15 fantasy points per game, been a top 20 running back in each of those. And he even came out on Twitter and was like, don't worry, I'm only getting better. The burst is still coming back. And I'm like, whoa, you're yeah. running for over 120 yards each game now and you're saying it's only getting better and then the Falcons they've they're in the top 12 in fantasy points allowed to running backs the top seven in rushing yards allowed to running backs and even more than that I just think it'll be a game script that's favorable for the Ravens to continue to run the ball and there's some talk that maybe Lamar Jackson comes back which is just one more thing the Falcons have to defend against so uh, Dobbins looks like the running back that you want there in Baltimore Lions at the Panthers A couple of big cats going at each other. But I think you're sitting Jamal Williams, who has been a touchdown monster for most of the year. 
But lately, those opportunities are starting to dry up. We're seeing DeAndre Swift get some more opportunities. Justin Jackson very sneakily has been taking about a third of the snaps for some time now. The production hasn't necessarily been there, but we're seeing less and less of Jamal Williams. And we talked about the Lions run defense being better recently. So have the Panthers. They have been a little bit tougher on the ground. I think for Detroit, if they move the ball, it is going to be with Jared Goff and his pass catchers. So right now, because the opportunities are so low and Williams has become incredible touchdown dependent I would try to stay away from him at all if you could this week it's time for who's gonna eat presented by uber eats managing a fantasy team and hitting refresh on your scores works up an appetite so order with uber eats today we got the bills and the bears as I was uh, driving in to work today I saw a guy walking up the street wearing a Josh Allen jersey let's uh, go yeah it, it was just it was really out of place you don't really see that in my part of Los Angeles but 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 there it was I don't know if that's a sign Florio, who do you think is going to ball out in this one? Yeah, Bills jerseys are becoming more and more common than That's they were, true. say, like in the Trent Edwards era. <laughs> um, I'm going to start David Montgomery, though, against the Buffalo Bills. The the Bills, for as well as like their offense has been playing, their defense has been bad. And they've especially been bad against the run game. Last week, Miami ran for over 180 yards against them. And I think this is going to be a game where the the Bears are really trying to establish the run between Fields and Montgomery and keep Josh Allen on the sideline for as long as they possibly can. Plus, Montgomery's just been playing great football. He's coming off of his best game, fantasy game of the season. But in the last month, he's averaging 19 fantasy points per game, getting a little bit more usage in the passing game. His I know I was down on him, as Adam Rank likes to point out. <laughs> I was down on him in the middle of the season. But everything changed when the usage started changing, so the arrow is very much so pointing up. Curious to see how Khalil Herbert sort of works back in now that he's eligible to come back yeah. and says he'll be back on the field. But I think at least for this week, I think it's still a heavy dose of Montgomery against, as you mentioned, a run defense that has not been particularly good recently. That was Who's Gonna Eat, presented by Uber Eats, the official on-demand food delivery partner of the NFL. Even if you make the wrong fantasy lineup call, make the right call on delivery. Order with Uber Eats today. Saints and the Browns, a game that's expected to be incredibly cold there in Cleveland. And I will suggest that you beware of Amari Cooper, in part because of the weather, although I think we, we sort of overestimate the effects weather has on games. That's another conversation for another time. Part of it, though, is that Cooper is just trying to play through an injury, and he's working with a quarterback that is still slowly working his way back into game shape. Now, I know that the Browns have said that Watson's having a good week of practice and they're optimistic about what he can do. That's not enough for me to get super excited about Amari Cooper against a Saints secondary that has been better than average so far this season. So I, I think we saw last week it was Donovan Peoples-Jones who stepped up and, and had a good game. You might not be able to get away from Amari Cooper, but I'm not really excited about the situation this week. Seahawks at the Chiefs. According to Andy Reid, there's a good chance Mecole Hardman comes back this week. We already know that Kadarius Toney is back on the field. So Patrick Mahomes getting even more weapons potentially to work with. Jerick McKinnon has been on fire. Back-to-back -back games with more than 30 points for him. Does he get into Club Dub and get you at least 25 points for a third straight week? I think there's a really strong chance that he does. Not only has Seattle allowed the second most uh, fantasy points per game to running backs, they're in the there's six most in receiving yards allowed. But what I think it is even more is the Chiefs are a very smart organization. And, like, we've seen Patrick Mahomes doesn't run a whole bunch in the regular season. But come the playoffs, oh, all of a sudden he can run all over you when he needs to. 
the Chiefs seem like a team that like they were saving their best weapons. You don't want to use Jerick McKinnon in September and October and wear him down. Late in the season, though, they're like, all right, we're going to break you out. And then in the playoffs, you're going to be the X factor like you were for our offense last season. That's actually an interesting point. And what I like about McKinnon is he's sort of not dependent on game script. They can give him carries if they want to. He catches the football. And really for the last three weeks, it's been a battle between McKinnon and Juju Smith-Schuster as to who is the number two target in this offense behind Travis Kelsey. That's part of the reason you've seen McKinnon put up these big numbers. The Seahawks defense has been bad against the run pretty much all year long. I don't know if the Chiefs get a huge lead in this one. I can see them certainly leading and winning this game. I don't know if they run away with it, but I think Jarek McKinnon gets a whole lot of opportunities. Anybody else that you're paying attention to here? I would start the running back on the other side as well, and that's after last week. I, I just more wanted to reassure people, like, Kenneth Walker's back in our lives. I know we missed time. Last week, uh, I was advocating to sit him, and he ended up, like, he didn't have a huge fantasy game, but he had one of the best games the running backs have had against the Niners. That says a lot about the Niners' defense, but he looked like Kenneth Walker again. He looked healthy, so I think right back to getting him in your starting lineup, and the Chiefs are not a scary matchup at all, so I'm starting Kenneth Walker everywhere I have him. Much more favorable matchup for Ken Walker this week, so I I do think it's a little safer to put him back into your lineups. We got more game previews to come, including the 50th anniversary of one of the most famous plays in NFL history. We will get into that and more on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C Y M B I O T I K A dot it's the season for miracles and for the 50th anniversary of the immaculate reception nfl network is celebrating with a rematch for the ages the las vegas raiders play the pittsburgh steelers live in prime time this christmas eve the holiday classic december 24th at 8 p.m eastern only on nfl network and streaming on nfl plus Want to take a moment to send our condolences to the family and friends of Franco Harris and everybody associated with the Steelers family. The longtime Steelers great passed away on Wednesday at the age of 72, uh, just shy of the 50th anniversary of his greatest play, perhaps uh, in the Immaculate Reception. Let's keep going with our game previews for Week 16. The Giants at the Vikings. Minnesota, of course, coming off the greatest comeback in NFL history and locking up the NFC North in the process. Anything spectacular you're looking for in this game here? I uh, I think you could stream Daniel Jones in this one. Uh, Daniel Jones been playing. I know he didn't play well the other night, but besides that, he had been playing good football before that game against the Commanders, and that was a weird, ugly divisional game. But he was averaging just under 19 fantasy points per game in the five games prior to it, and his low was 14.5. So he was bringing a decently safe floor and a high ceiling. And again, this is about the Vikings matchup. Not only have they allowed the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks uh, this season, but seven of the last nine quarterbacks that have faced them have finished top 10 that week. Matt Ryan didn't do it, uh, but that's why he's benched. And Daniel Jones, I, I don't anticipate him getting benched after this. I think he'll have a good game. I don't think he's going to get benched after this. On top of it, the Vikings giving up a lot of 300-yard passing performances. Again, not to Matt Ryan. Although, I guess for a half, it seemed like the Colts didn't need him to throw for 300 yards. Little did we know. But I do like Daniel Jones this week as a sleeper or a streamer or whatever it is that you want to put in your lineup for him. The Bengals and the Patriots. The Patriots coming off the wackiest loss in a long time. Maybe ever uh, in the NFL. I still don't. Side note. What was the end game? Even if Jacoby Myers completes that pass to Mac Jones, like what was the end game? You're throwing it to the most unathletic guy <laughs> on the field. Like what did you think was going to happen? I, I he was like, I saw Mac open, and that was. I was like, end. And, right. Like, like, <laughs> you a think reason. he's running past the defense? There's there's a reason for that. Anyway, the Patriots on the struggle bus right now, but I think they're good enough in the run game to beware of Joe Mixon. And we talked a little bit about guys now splitting opportunities. We're seeing a little bit more Samaj P. Ryan in this offense for the Cincinnati Bengals. On top of it, the Patriots have been very good up front at slowing down run games. Joe Mixon's going to be an interesting offseason conversation because there's a good chance he finishes as a top 12 running back. But as of this moment, about 27% of his fantasy points came in one game 
is when he dropped 55 on the Carolina Panthers. Beyond that, he's been kind of meh, kind of a mid-level RB2 in pretty much every other game. And this weekend, I don't really like his opportunity against New England. Texans at the Titans. Sorry, I just I got a little drowsy thinking about that one. <laughs> uh, anything that we should pay attention to here. The Texans defenders are going to get a little drowsy watching Derrick Henry <laughs> run all over them for the fifth straight game in a row. Uh, Chris Moore, though, I think is a sleeper that you could stream this week on the other side for the Texans. Look, I know he didn't have a huge game last week, but he still saw nine targets. He's now averaging 10 targets per game over the last two weeks. Uh and then the Titans are a good matchup. They've allowed the most production to wide receivers this year and the most production on deep passes. So always the opportunity for a big play. But just someone getting 10 targets per game against the best matchup, I, I think that puts them in play. He really is in play. Also, I wonder, have we seen the last of Brandon Cooks and or Nico Collins this year? Doesn't seem like either Probably. Is, doesn't seem like either's in a rush to get back. So this looks like it's Chris Moore's receiver room for the time being. Commanders at the 49ers. It's just what you thought in week 16. Taylor Heineke versus Brock Purdy. Just like we all drew it up. I, I will say this. For everybody who's been enamored with Brock Purdy the last couple of weeks, I don't know that this is a week I feel super confident about having him in my fantasy lineup. I, I think you can sit him this week. I would say if you can get away from Brock Purdy. You can get away from Brock Purdy. You probably have other options out there. The Commanders have been pretty decent against the pass so far this season, and this feels like a situation where Kyle Shanahan leans on Christian McCaffrey even more than he previously has this year. I think they're, this may be a week where they sort of miss a guy like Debo Samuel. They could put him in the backfield. Maybe we see a little bit, uh, a little bit more of Jordan Mason this week, but you don't have to start Brock Purdy, and I probably wouldn't this week against the Commanders. Big game, of course, of the week. It's the Eagles at the Cowboys. Now, if Jalen Hurts doesn't play, that takes a little bit of the sizzle away from it, but still a huge rivalry matchup. Big playoff implications in the NFC. What are you doing in this one? One, I think you could start your big-name players, and that's more for, you know, peace of mind for if you have an A.J. Brown or, or a Miles Sanders or someone like that, even with no Jalen Hurts, I think they're in play. One big-name player, or formerly big-name player maybe, that I do not think is in play this week is Dak Prescott, and he's still a big name. But <laughs> the production the last month hasn't really seemed that way, and I know he's coming off of a good game, but every quarterback puts up points against the Jaguars. That was his first time scoring over 20 fantasy points since he played the Vikings in Week 11. And when you look through Dak's game logs, you see the big games. Then you look at the opponent and you're like, okay, that makes sense. The Jaguars, the Raiders, the Vikings. But he was averaging 15 fantasy points per game uh, in the three games between the Vikings and the Jags. And he didn't reach 17 in any. The Eagles are the toughest matchup for an opposing quarterback. Uh I, I don't know. I, I don't love Dak. I think this could be a game, too, if no Jalen Hurts where it's closer than anticipated. So they could just rely on the run game a lot. I'm not saying you sit Dak for, like, Zach Wilson or any quarterback that's out there on the waiver wire. But if you have someone reliable, another option, like Trevor Lawrence maybe or someone like that, I'd go the other way. That's interesting because I feel like the perception of him has sort of outweighed the actual production that he has given. I would 100% agree. Because you look at it, you're like, Dak Prescott, yeah, it's the Cowboys, the CD Land, whatever. But you look at his numbers, you're like, oh, it's, it's kind of mediocre so far this season. 
Raiders and the Steelers, and we heard the, the promo earlier uh, in the show, and 8.15 Eastern Time, exclusively on NFL Network, also on NFL Plus, and in case you somehow have not heard any of our coverage on NFL media this week, it marks the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception game. I know for a lot of people, they don't necessarily remember it. I, I was not born when it happened. I heard about it from my dad. It's sort of the tuck rule for uh, a previous generation with the Raiders feeling like they got screwed on a bad call, much like they felt like with the tuck rule as well. Kenny Pickett going to start this game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is back after an injury. I will say that on the other side, though, you start Darren Waller because we want tight ends. We need tight ends back. He had three catches, did have a touchdown last week in limited snaps. It was him just getting back onto the field for the Raiders. So he played, I think, about 48% of the snaps. It was Foster Moreau handling the rest. I think this weekend that sort of switches, and you see Waller go back to taking most of the tight end snaps. I think there are more targets available for him. The, the Raiders have been trying to make the passing game work with Mac Hollins and Keelan Cole. They weirdly ignored Dante Adams. I don't understand that. But now they can sort of fade – Mac Hollins, they can phase uh, Keelan Cole out and get the ball to Darren Waller. So uh, I think he's back in. We asked, I asked if Dallas Goddard is a must start. Is Darren Waller a must start? I, I think I actually feel a little bit better about Waller with it being his second game back because like the, he was eased in a little bit. Um, but I'm facing Devontae Adams in multiple leagues. So, hey, Raiders, if you want to continue to throw to Mac Hollins <laughs> and Keelan Cole for just one more week, it's cool by me. <laughs> Florio endorses that <laughs> if that's what you want to do. We've got three Sunday games and a Monday night game this week. On Christmas Day, the Packers at the Dolphins. Green Bay still with slim playoff hopes. Will Christian Watson bounce back this week? Had just 8.6 fantasy points on Monday night against the Rams. I think so. Like, yeah, I understand he struggled, but he had a lot of Jalen Ramsey on him. That's a tough test for a rookie. What I love is he still got open downfield at some points. Rodgers missed him once, and they were still heavily focusing around him in the red zone. He had a couple of end zone targets. I'm not worried about Christian Watson. The upside's too high to sit. He very nearly got in the end zone, too, late in that game, and that completely would have changed his outlook. And you're looking at nearly 15 points, and I think you're feeling a little bit differently. So I think he has a bounce back this week as well. Anything else in this game of note? I would start Tua Tungavailoa, and I would start Tua every week, but I think people kind of needed to be reassured after those couple of down games when he faced some tough opponents like the 49ers. But he bounced back with a good game last week. Um, and I just think Tua, with the firepower that this offense has in a matchup that doesn't scare me against the Packers, I think you have to go with him. The upside is far too high. Definitely start Tua this week against Green Bay in a big game for the Dolphins. Trying to break out of a, a losing streak right now. Broncos and the Rams over at SoFi Stadium. And I like Cam Akers as a sleeper. I could regret this later. But for now, he's the running back of record there in Los Angeles. And I wondered if I could call him a sleeper and I looked and last week he was started in 8.2 percent of NFL.com league so people still sort of ignoring him the Broncos on paper we sort of worry about them but against the run they have been mediocre at best this year so with Akers being kind of the one real playmaker remaining in this Rams offense Baker Mayfield going back to struggling again this past week against Green Bay I think there's an opportunity for Akers to get a whole lot of touches Sunday night football this week, the Buccaneers at the Cardinals. We know no Kyler Murray for the rest of the year, and it uh, looks like that impacts how you're feeling about their wide receivers. Yeah, I would sit Marquise Brown this week. Look, I, earlier in the show, I accidentally called Trace McSurley, McSurley Colt McSurley, and if you combine <laughs> him and Colt McCoy into one, I still wouldn't want to start Marquise Brown. His two worst games this season have come without Kyler Murray. He was in double figures every single week with Kyler held to – 
7.5 points or fewer in the last two games. The floor is just so low, and I expect a lot more James Conner now, and I think DeAndre Hopkins is just the easier skill set to manufacture touches for, so I'll stay away from the downfield threat in Marquise Brown. So you would stick with DeAndre Hopkins, though? Would you still start him? Probably. Yeah. It's it's a tough call. I'm getting a lot of questions about DeAndre Hopkins. It, and it, it really depends is, on the options. It's a case-by-case basis, mm-hmm. I think, with DeAndre Hopkins. Chargers at Colts on Monday Night Football. Reminder that Jonathan Taylor is gone for the year. He was placed on IR on Tuesday. And so that, for me, makes Zach Moss a sleeper this week. I think Deion Jackson's role stays fairly similar to what it has been in the past. Maybe he gets a few more opportunities. But it's Moss that gets the big bump in touches and snaps in this Colts backfield. He's got a good matchup this week against the Chargers' run defense. We've been picking on them all season long. In fact, the next two weeks, this week against the Chargers, next week against the Giants, I think Zach Moss is in play for both of those games. So if you've got him in your lineup, I think he's worth a flex option this week, understanding that look, the ceiling might not be super high, but look, he finds the end zone and gets you another 80 rushing yards. That's a pretty good game. I think you'll absolutely take that this week. It's week 16. Christmas is around the corner. So we decided to play a game of Santa or Krampus. Basically, the point being, if you think this person this person is going to bring you lots of holiday gifts in your fantasy playoffs or, like Krampus, come and punish you uh, for some unknown reason and steal all your goodies or something. It's a really weird legend of Krampus. I, I will point out that we're probably the only set that's decorated for Christmas and still has a pumpkin. We do still have a pumpkin, but it's got Josh Allen on it. So we, we we're never getting rid of that. We pumpkin. can't really get rid of it. it was, it's, it's going to literally just rot here on the show until we're done with it. So... Santa or Krampus? Let's start with Aaron Jones against the Dolphins coming up this week. Will he be a Santa or a Krampus? I think he's going to be a Santa. He's Aaron Jones, you know, he gets so much work each week, especially with A.J. Dillon leaving due to injury on Monday night. Uh, We could see even more Aaron Jones. And the Dolphins, I know at one point this year, they look like a tough running back for Matt, a tough matchup for running backs, but that's kind of changed in recent weeks. I, I couldn't sit Aaron Jones in a must-win game. Definitely could not sit him the, this week, so I would I would say he's a Santa also. Uh, Najee Harris against the Raiders coming up on Saturday. I'm going to say that Najee Harris is a bit of a Santa this week. He's been picking things up lately, getting more opportunities, getting more touches. The matchup is certainly a very good one. We saw uh, last week Ramondre Stevenson have a really nice game against that Raider defense, so this feels like a good opportunity for Najee Harris to sort of keep it rolling. So I think he's going to deliver you some definitely nice presence under your fantasy tree. I like him as a Santa. Derek Carr on the other side of that game. Again, you can see that on NFL Network at 815 Eastern. Is Derek Carr Santa or Krampus? I think he is a Krampus. Like, he's the Dwight Schrute that's going to come in and steal (laughs) all your presents away on Christmas night. But... Derek Carr, look, I know at one point this season, the Steelers look like a really good matchup because they were, but they're a different unit when both TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick are out there and they have been out there in the last month and the Steelers have allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to quarterbacks in that stretch at just over 10 per game, by far the lowest in the league. Part of that is who they've played, but even Derek Carr in good matchups, the upside is like 20 fantasy points. I think the floor is low. The ceiling is kind of low. There's definitely better options out there. Derek Carr is a Krampus. That gets us to Jared Goff going against the Carolina Panthers on Saturday. Now, Goff trying to dispel Adam Rank's notion that he's an indoor cat, (laughs) having a good game last week. I guess he's like a secret Santa. He's not the like big time out loud, hang out in the mall with a red suit on Santa. He's the Santa that just, you know, 
is unassuming and sort of slides something very quietly into your stocking. I don't think it's a huge game for Jared Goff against the Panthers, but I don't think he's going to necessarily wreck your week if you're starting him. I think you get a, a decent 17, 18 points. Not, not bad. Not, uh, not great. So I think that's sort of what we're looking at for Jared Goff here. I, I know the home road splits have been pretty drastic for him this year. I don't think that's so much the issue is because the Panthers team that's fighting hard ever since Steve Wilkes took over as the interim head coach. And I think that more than anything slows Jared Goff down this week. Evan Ingram taking on the Jets. That's on Thursday Night Football. Ingram, not a great week last week, but the, this week, is he Santa or Krampus? He's a Santa. Um, in the last two weeks, he has 25 targets. If you stretch that over three weeks, it's 32. Either way, it's over double digits per game. He has over 14 fantasy points per game in those three-game stretch. I know the one monster game is going to get all the attention, but he's been very reliable as of late. He's getting more production, uh, more consistent volume. And I know at one point this season, the floor looked very low, and that could still be the case. But with Trevor Lawrence looking more and more like that generational talent, Evan Ingram seems to have raised his floor because there's just more opportunity and better play around him. Plus, the they have to get away from the receivers because of the Jets' secondary. Could just mean more production for Evan Ingram. All right, so Ingram locks in as a Santa this week. We'll finish this up with Mark Andrews taking on the Falcons on Saturday. I want to be wrong about this. I do, but I'm going to have to say he's a Krampus. And look, some of this depends on whether or not Lamar Jackson is able to play. If Jackson comes back, then I think he's more in the realm of Santa. If it's still Tyler Huntley, it might just be a Krampus situation for Mark Andrews. He just has not looked the same since coming back from injury and, and really has been just a guy. And you keep starting him because the upside is so huge and the ceiling is really high when everything is working right. It just has not been working right. And the Ravens are struggling to throw the football consistently. So that makes me really, really worried about Mark Andrews. But again, I will say that if it's Lamar Jackson, I feel better. But right now, if it's Tyler Huntley, then, then he potentially is a Krampus this week. Didn't think we'd be saying that way back in September. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. You can stream live, local, and primetime games on your phone or tablet, 45-minute game replays with an NFL Plus premium, and more. This is the NFL for every fan. This is football freedom. This is your game on the go. Go to plus.nfl.com and sign up now. Well, Friday is officially a festivus for the rest of us. It'll be December 23rd. So we decided that we were going to sort of celebrate. Now, we were going to uh, have our technical director, Sam Tavares, uh, dress up in a singlet. We were going to wrestle him and try to pin him to the ground. We decided that it probably is an HR violation, so we passed on that. We're not going to have any feats of strength, but we do have a Festivus poll here, and we are going to air some grievances. So, my friend, I will pass this poll to you, and you can clear the air with some folks here. As I rain blows upon him, I realize there has to be a better way. One of the best lines of any show ever. Uh, but my airing of grievances go to the people out there who told you, the listeners, not to draft certain running backs because they are injury prone. Some guys like Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, but instead they justified it by telling you to draft safe guys like Jonathan Taylor. I'm not going to say I was off of Jonathan Taylor. I love Jonathan Taylor coming into the year. He's my guy. But I also loved Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley because they are very talented running backs who are going to get a boatload of touches each week and give you a bunch of production. And the argument was always, but they can't stay on the field. 
And my argument back is always they play running back. They're all injury prone. They touch the ball 20 times and get hit by guys that are bigger than them. Uh, And if every running back is already a higher elevated injury risk, let's stop pretending that we can play God or whatever and see the future and can predict who's going to get hurt. All it is is trying to make sense of stuff that is random and doesn't make sense. And we're trying to make it make sense in our human brains. Stop doing that. Stop listening to the people that tell you everyone is injury prone because next season it's going to be don't draft Jonathan Taylor. He's injury prone. And whoever they tell you to draft instead will probably get hurt. Well, I don't know how to follow that. That was... Sorry, that was fierce. No, that was that was solid. <laughs> uh, so now I will take hold of the Festivus poll here and hold it like a trident as though I was King Neptune or something here. <laughs> and I am going to air out the New Orleans Saints coaching staff for taking Alvin Kamara out of our lives. For years, we could count on Alvin Kamara as just a fantasy god because he dominated the touches, whether it was as a running back or as a pass catcher. In fact, we are coming up on Christmas Day on the anniversary of Alvin Kamara scoring six touchdowns in one game, helping plenty of fantasy managers to glory in that week. And now this year, the Saints coaching staff without Sean Payton has decided that we're going to, what, we're going to use Taysom Hill to run the football. We're going to throw to Rashid Shahid. Look, I like that Chris Olave has gotten involved, and he's been a great addition to the Saints offense. But here you are scuffling below 500, giving away opportunities in a division that's imminently winnable, and you are not using your best option. No one understands it. Your fans don't understand it. Fantasy managers don't understand it. I would guess there are people in your own building that don't understand it. Do you look at old game tapes and wonder, man, that 41 guy is really good. I wish we had a player like that on our team. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you do! Give the ball to Alvin Kamara. It's not too late. You've got a good opportunity this weekend. Make up for the wrongs that you have done. Write them in our eyes, and we can all have a happy Festivus together. <sighs> you did a great job Thank following you. it up. Like, I that was passion fields. I appreciate that. You know, I mean, just, I, I'm so sad they've taken something great away from us, and we don't have an explanation as for why. Let's take a look at some of our top sleepers for Week 16. Florio, who you got? The sleeperest of sleepers, <laughs> Zach Wilson. I know you're like probably feeling gross right now thinking about having to play Zach Wilson, but in a great matchup last week against the Lions, he threw for 317 yards, two touchdowns, and ran one in, and now he gets the Jaguars. And since week six, every quarterback who has played Jacksonville, except for Russell Wilson, has finished as a top 12 fantasy quarterback. So again, you don't have to love it, but if you are if you lost Jalen Hurts and you're in a 2QB league or something like that, and like me, and you're going a little bit deeper, Zach Wilson's a name to consider. So you go to the current Jets quarterback. I'm going to a former Jets quarterback and Sam Darnold now with the Carolina Panthers. Now, a couple weeks ago, Sam Darnold was in the game and, and somebody hit us up and was like, hey, man, Sam Darnold is dealing. I was like, really? So I went and checked and he had like 120 yards. But whatever, <laughs> he hadn't thrown any picks. This is a week that I think he picks it up a little bit more. We talk about the Lions' run defense being good. I think that means the Panthers have to throw it. Lions' pass defense is still bad. So understanding that the ceiling for Darnold is still fairly low. If he gets you more than 225 passing yards, I think that's a huge win. But if he can throw a couple of touchdowns, avoid the turnovers, you can get a decent streaming performance out of him, certainly in two quarterback leagues this week. Uh, anybody else on your radar? Deion Jackson, and I, I, I agreed with everything you said about Zach Moss. It's a great match. Up. They, they could especially run up the middle on the Chargers. But if they fall behind, I think it's Deion Jackson that'll be the pass catcher. 
it's just the role that he's been playing, and it's certainly possible that the Colts are trailing in this game. So I think both of their running backs are in play this week as sleepers. Definitely agree that they're both in play this week. And my last one is Cade Otten with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's very quietly put up some decent numbers in the last few weeks. He's running routes sort of in that area where Tom Brady is concentrating a lot of his attention. This is not a downfield passing game for Tampa Bay, and it's why you've seen Chris Godwin sort of succeed, and it's why Cade Otten has an opportunity to succeed. Plus, on top of it, Cardinals. They continue to be the best possible matchup for tight ends, and I think Kate Otten takes huge advantage of it this week. For some of those names and even more, you can check out my weekly sleepers column. It's online at NFL.com slash sleepers. It comes out on Thursday, so check for it on Thursday morning. And here I am still holding this Festivus poll. Um, there may be some other people in here that have some grievances. We'll let them air those once this show is done. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got a lot of problems with you people. We got a lot of problems. And now you're going to hear people. about it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, it's okay if people don't like you. Not everyone has good taste. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Happy holidays. Enjoy week 16. And we'll talk to you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. 
From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.